Wayne County, Father Brian O'Brien here with my sidekick, my amigo, your friend and mine, Father Kerry Wakulich of St. John Catholic Student Center. Um, wow. What a what a time to be alive. <laughs> Worldwide pandemic. What a time. And beautiful sunrises what every Monday. Alive. Hey Father Kerry, I didn't tell you uh, last episode we did not we did not do a I believe a proper rehash of the episodes when we were both gone. Where I was gone? You had no I was gone and then you had Father Paul Scheller oh, on. I was That was a good episode. Oh. That was a good episode. Uh, Father Paul Scheller is a monk of Conception Abbey, Stillwater native. Uh, I like that. You know, like he was, he, I was gone, he was home. Boom. You just, you just shot, you shot right into that. I, you, you're easily replaceable. You jumped, you jumped. <laughs> I, I realized that. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to help you become humble. And then, speaking of easily replaceable, oh, whoa. the next week you were gone. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was thinking about, and I thought about, uh, well, we could just have like the seminarians on again. Leo and Alessandro, who are staying mm-hmm. with us for the summers, guys studying to be priests. I said they're they're both good, you know, good guests. They know what they could, you know, give them that experience yeah. of being on the radio a little bit. And then I thought, well, I had some options for you, but uh, you know, you had was, options for me. Yeah, like, I was gonna, like who? I, like I would like I I wanted I wanted another Irish person on here, so I was gonna send P.O. O'Hare up here, but you. <laughs> You're just name dropping. I just name now. dropping now. <laughs> she she called me. She's like, why don't why don't I hear my name on the radio anymore? I was what? Like, we hardly yeah, ever mentioned that. Was like episodes names. four, five, and six. I'm sorry, I can't anymore. But anywho, you you brought Doctor Matt Cabine. Uh, so then, so I was thinking to myself, you know, kind of topics that maybe you and I are not particularly well versed on. One of which, I mean, neither of us have like a you know a science background. And so, but then I've also just been kind of listening and reading about how people uh, are le- kind of leaving the faith because they don't understand kind of how they're, they're more scientific than they are religious, and they don't think the two can go together. And I thought, who can speak to that? Boom, Matt Cabine jumped in and okay. did a great job. I, uh, the thought process Be, is a convert to Catholicism. Graduated from UConn, got his PhD at Yale, yep. postdoc work at Harvard, moves to Stillwater, Oklahoma to open a microbiology lab that's connected with Harvard. Like, uh-huh. he's got some really cool equipment in there. Not he's only has he got cool equipment, he's also got- He has what in, the kids would call street cred. Yeah. He has- Street anyway, crime. it was good. It was a good episode. But we're both back now, and it's we're back to the way that it should be. In an uncertain world, your priests are here for you once again. We'll be there. Oh, no, no. Oh. I try. I tried last la- last time to throw a little dirge in there, but you uh, you, cu- you kept cutting me off. You're like, no way. I'm fighting. I just want to get to the you know to some topics. The meat uh, of um, the conversation. Okay, so if you're not familiar, uh, hugely familiar with uh, the inner workings of Catholicism, we have something called the theological virtues. They were in the gospel, uh, wasn't it? Like last week of faith, hope, and love. Uh, maybe faith. Maybe it was a wedding. Maybe hope. Was it a wedding? That you maybe did? it was a. Maybe it was. Oh my gosh, my brain. You hear that a lot, you know. <laughs> Faith, hope, and love remain in the greatest. The of greatest deeds is love. of deeds is love. And then the couple love like looks at each other, and love. bats eyes. Oh my gosh! So uh, a virtue 
How would you? What, how would you? What would you? How would you define a virtue? Uh, a virtue. So I always contrast it with a vice. There's virtues uh, and vices. Uh, yep. A uh, a uh, uh, virtue. A vice can be said in this way. It's uh, an act. One. You have to do something. It's two. It's habitual and it's directed towards something that's evil and unbecoming of a human being. You have a bad swearing habit. Yeah. So like a vice, like that's a punching vice. people, or the vice of being grumpy in the morning. Uh, like I have an addiction to punching people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like um, like uh, intemperance in with alcohol. Like you just touch it. So a vice, a virtue. I, I one of my buddies in school made it like really easy. He says it makes things quick, easy, and fun. Like. When you're doing virtuous things, you get in a habit of doing them. The virtue is towards the good. Yep. Uh, and, and like it helps with human flourishing. It like makes you makes things quick, easy, and fun to do. Like you don't have to dialogue with like, oh, is this morally Should objectionable? I Should yeah. I do this? Should I do that? So a virtue is uh, I'm I'm growing towards like these natural virtues. I'm growing towards something that's greater than me that also ready makes a place for grace to land yes because if i'm unvirtuous i if i have if i'm vicious if i have a vice then like it's like the parable a couple of weeks ago about the rocky path the um Ooh, the bramble bushes and the yep, shallow yep, dirt yep. that if i'm a vicious human being if i got vice then like I'm the seed soil. the word of god has no place to land so what do we do? We have to become virtuous so that we start eradicating the paths that we make. We start pulling up this thorny bushes that Ooh, we uh, like that. Use, as use as defense mechanisms. And we also make, we become less shallow. Yeah. Uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church talks about the virtues as a way to participate in who God is. Yep. So the theological virtues are faith, hope, and love. Another word for love is charity. Faith, hope, and charity, caritas. Okay. So uh, in, this, in this day and age, a very strange and dangerous and weird time, I believe last episode we called it Coronatide, <laughs> uh, not Eastertide or Christmastide, Coronatide, um, I get the sense... One, I think people are frustrated. I think a lot of people are just frustrated. They want it to go away. It's not going away. Um, you know, just as an example, like there was a there was sort of a, a big moment for me when Stillwater, the city of Stillwater, for those of you outside of Stillwater, passed a uh, mandatory mask ordinance, and we can debate the merits of that on some other venue. But the mask order is in place through November. Is it really? Is that what the article said? I didn't, get what, to, I didn't yes. see a date on it, but I knew it was pretty far out. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, what the heck? Through November? Mm -hmm. Like when this whole thing started, I remember our diocese, we were so, we were so young and innocent then. We, we originally were like, you know, we're not going to have the public celebration of mass until, uh, but then on Holy Thursday, remember this? Holy Thursday, we're going to bring yeah. it back. And I was like, yay, this is going to be so great. We'll have it back on Holy Thursday. And then, you know, Holy Week came around and we were like, oh, no. And then it was like we set some other date. It was like May 1st or May 15th. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait till May 15th. And then I was like, no, no. Anyway, whatever that was. Uh, so 
speaking of the theological virtues, uh, we could talk about faith. We could talk about love, both worthy topics. But I think we should talk about hope. Yeah. Because it seems to me that a lot of people are losing hope. And that's not good. That's not good. So let me read. Can I read? May I? Yeah, May please, I? please. I'm, yes. May I partake? I have some reading of, to do also. The, um, uh, this is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you do not have a Catechism of the Catholic Church, I feel, I feel bad for you because you're missing out on kick-butt theology. Uh, in the theological virtues start at paragraph 1812, 1812. But I'm going to skip down to 1817. Oh, please. And tell you about hope. Um, here's, what, here's what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says about hope. Hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. Kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. Got it. So this desire for something more, for completeness, which comes in the kingdom of heaven, and, and ultimately happiness. So when somebody loses hope, when somebody says, man, that guy is hopeless— what we mean is they're they're sad, they are they don't get out of bed in the morning, um, they they have kind of no reason to live, right? If you will, which is a sad place to be. That's a sad state of affairs, uh, which we want to fight back against. So here's so here's the rest of that sentence: Hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Right. So the, the, uh, under, this, uh, under this, there's this um, necessity of already having, it seems like, faith. Because you, you have to have faith in a person who is Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, because you could say, well, hope in Jesus Christ. And they could say, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. Well, right. Okay, well, we're kind of at an impasse here. <laughs> yeah. You know. So wh- why, is it, why is it that there's this faith needed in Jesus Christ to pursue this hope or to have this hope? Are they like, is one resting on the other? Are they building blocks? And then like, how does how does hope then like launch out of that? Well, yeah, you have to have a basis on, wi- uh, you have to have something on which to hope. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're drowning in the middle of the ocean, uh, okay. and you, and you see nothing around you, you're going to be hope. Less. So what what does most of our culture uh, put their hope in right now? Like oh, what what are we hoping in? Is it like a, a yeah a, like a I remedy it, to this? Well, we I think we would call them we I think we, they, I think we could safely call them idols. Um, I think way too many of us put our hope in that in politics. Oh, yowzers! Um, if we just uh, I mean especially now I mean come on. Politics are important, and I think maybe before the election or something, we'll mm-hmm. do we could do a show on on voting and you know kind of how that all okay. works and and but how many people their day rises and falls with what is on President TV, Trump yeah. does or doesn't do um, or what it, how many people yeah. I remember this was this was years ago uh, and I and I was teaching and it, and uh, the presidential election had happened. And I won't even say what year, and I won't even say who won, but it was the day after the election, and I arrived at school, and I'm walking into the building, and I see another teacher. And I wasn't even thinking. I mean, the election happened the night before. This person won. And I said, hey, how, you know, how's it going? And their response was, it's a great day in America. 
and their 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 great day was totally based on who got elected president the night before. Hmm. And that always struck me as like, I mean, I get it. You're the, your favorite candidate won. Great. But is that really what our life is based on? That whoever the president of the United States is, is going to dictate our happiness? Uh, that's, I, I would say that's not a good way to live. Um, that's, that is, you know, as the Psalms would say, that kind of putting your trust in those who trust in, in chariots and horses, you know, but we, yeah. we trust in the name of the Lord. We, so anyway, that you asked like, what are we, you know, what are we putting our hope in? And I think a lot of people are like, I can't wait till, you know, January of 2021 when we either, when we get a new president or when we, you know, president Trump gets a second term and then everything's going to be great. And it's like, no, no. Regardless of who gets elected president, okay, like Jesus Christ is Lord, and, and that's where we put our hope. I mean, we should. People put in all kinds of things. You know, if, if I if I just had more money, then I would do this. Or if I had this job, I mean, we sort of put all these things, mm-hmm. but they're all material. They're all um, finite. They're all going away. I agree. You know. It's like what the heck? Okay, so give then, me another one. Give me a so throw then, me another. So then, give the good people. Uh, just, God well, let's get a little scripture here. This so this is Titus. Oh, Timothy, Saint Paul's letter to Titus. Titus chapter three. The Holy Spirit He poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by His grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. All right, calling us hope in the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is going to sustain us. Ch- paragraph eighteen eighteen. The virtue of hope responds to the aspiration to happiness which God has placed in the heart of every of every man. It takes up the hopes that inspire men's activities and purifies them so as to order them to the kingdom of heaven. It keeps man from discouragement. Wow. Hope keeps us from discouragement. Then, Be- go ahead. Because yeah. we're, 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 I, um, I love the word parishioner. A parishioner means a wanderer who is going in a direction. Ah, and like a pilgrim. We, a pilgrim. So we're going a direction. We're going towards the kingdom of God, and we keep our. It sounds like we keep our eyes focused on that, and so we don't eyes on lo- the prize. We don't. We don't. We don't like in a way like lose hope with all these things going on around here. Yeah, I mean, so when you're when you're when you're driving, think of it uh, simple. Uh, you know, you're driving somewhere. You're driving to church, right? You're at your house, and you're going to drive to St. John Catholic Student Center or St. Francis Xavier. You you get in your car, and you have a destination. And you can go kind of the straight path. You can go sort of all around. You can you can stop at the store first, and but ultimately, you're, what's your destination? And and so when you li- when you leave home. You don't get in your car and say, "Man, I just I, I guess I might get there." <laughs> Maybe. No, yeah. you have like hope yeah. in what the path is and that your car is going to get you there and your GPS, right? You're going to uh, so you have faith in your GPS that it's telling you the right direction to go. But when we think about our our lives, I think so many people and, and especially in this time are are losing hope because they're they're their eyes are not in the right place. Their heart is not in the right place. We are not 
centered on Jesus Christ. We're not fixed on Jesus. Our eyes are we're distracted. All right. So we have a phrase uh, in the in this at least in the seminary world, and it's made its way elsewhere. But that that you want to have custody of the eyes. You know this phrase? Yeah, sure. So it applies in kind of uh, like sexual temptation. Like you don't, you know, you don't want to be all looking at people as as objects, right? Mm-hmm. Custody, of the correct. Eye. But it also applies, like even like at, at mass when you're at mass, what are you looking at, right? If you're if 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 all the action is happening on the altar and you are turned in a 180 mm. direction looking at the back door, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I was so distracted all during mass. Well, yeah, because you were you had your you were turned around, um, you were standing sideways. Yeah, you, you, you were in your car you, the whole time. You were listening. No you were, yeah, you had you had your earbuds in, uh, listening to the game. Yeah, exactly. Right? And no wonder you were distracted. Same is true, and I think in our walk of faith, um, we get distracted when we take our eyes off the prize. Got it. Okay, and hope starts to dissipate and it, at it, that point. It, yeah, and that's what that's what happens. What was that line? He says that one starts to lose hope and like yeah. become dreary. Yep. So then the catechism goes on. So it keeps, is it paragraph 18, 18, it keeps man from discouragement. It sustains him during times of abandonment. So I think a lot, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, the church, I can't go to church. God has right. abandoned me, which is not true, right? God is present to you, Jesus Christ walking by your side. Um, so this is something people need to pray for. People need to like ask the Lord yes, for Lord, more give hope, an, an increase, in or, the, or in when the virtue the, of hope, the theological virtue of hope, or when those moments when you're like, "Golly, I just feel like I'm in the gutter" or something. It's it's looking out to the Lord and saying, "Okay, one, let me let me look towards the kingdom of God." Maybe it's through a piece of art. Maybe it's like going out and just like staring, staring at the at the sky. Yeah, um, yeah, to look at a crucifix, to look at an image of the empty tomb, to in a way, resurrect hope Look at in the us. Tabernacle. Yeah. Yes. To resurrect yes. hope in us, and then pray for more hope. There, there's also another uh, uh, encyclical by um, uh, Pope Benedict the Nineteenth, Sixteenth. Pope Benedict the Nineteenth is not yet born. Fifteenth. Fifteenth <laughs> is, is dead. Sixteenth. Sixteenth still going. Still going. Okay. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Brother just died. By the oh, way. Rest wow. in peace. Rest in peace, him. Uh, is oh, a priest in Germany, sad. right? Yeah, yeah. So he wrote this document called Space Alve. Spell it. S P E S A L V I. Space Alve. There it is. Now, I I just thought I thought it was like called On Hope, Space Alve, but it actually means saved in yeah. hope. In hope we are saved. Yeah. There's yeah. Another translation. Saved in hope. In hope we are saved. And that's what Romans. Romans five, yeah, for, for uh, yeah, in, in hope we are saved. Is that right? Yeah, for, I don't know yeah. if it's Romans five, but it's St. Paul's letters. Oh. And, and he, I think it is. like, when I when, so I was when I was reading this, I just like pulled up some really great quotes because you can get, you know, in Pope Benedict, you can, oh. yes, you can, you can get lost in the beauty of his writing. The man can you write. can kind of get lost in the depth of his scriptural, like, like he just pours the scriptures onto the paper. You can also get kind of lost in like. Wow, where is he going? So I, I just like, I'd read it before, once before, and I remembered it. And I remember bits and pieces, but I didn't remember his his one little nugget that I think applies today. He says in, in, the, um, in uh, Space Salvi, It is when we attempt to avoid suffering 
by withdrawing from anything that might involve hurt. When we try to spare ourselves the effort and the pain of pursuing truth, love, and goodness, that we drift into a life of emptiness. There it is. In which there may be almost no pain, but the dark sensation of meaninglessness and abandonment is itself all the greater. Yeah. Space obvious. So, so he's saying, he's, uh, he's, he's looking at this and like, what are we hoping in? Okay, well, one, he's keeping the cross before everything. The cross, the, there Jesus on the cross, uh, uh, I-N-R-I, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. There he is hanging on the cross. And so Pope Benedict is reminding us to always look to this cross. And, and as Jesus, the Savior of the world, did not avoid suffering, he humbled himself to become a slave. So he doesn't avoid suffering. He doesn't avoid um, humiliation. He doesn't withdraw from these things. Like, all of us have to experience hurt. I'll, I'll give you another quote. Oh. Anthony of the Desert has this great line. He says, without temptation and suffering, there is no salvation. Without temptation and suffering, there is no... I don't want to suffer. Uh, I, I don't want temptation. But Because what? If I don't experience that, like, that suffering, if I don't experience this kind of like darkness, then I'm not actually looking for hope. I'm just sitting there wallowing in it. Yes. So it's this, it's this kind of, it's this tension of the two. It's the, I'm not experiencing hope, but what am I also then doing? And it's, as we said, it's like turning our eyes to the cross and saying, okay, Lord, this suffering, this hurt is going on. Now, like your yoke is easy and your burden is Ooh. light. Help yep. me to suffer with you. Help me to suffer for other people. Help me to unite my sufferings to you on the cross, yeah. Lord Jesus. It, which is an, in and of itself a hopeful action. It is a hopeful my action. Suffering, my suffering has meaning. And that's where people I mean, get into despair. You're, you're suffering. You're going through a difficult time. You're isolated. And, and all this suffering has no purpose. Right. Then like, why go on? And what we're saying is, the, the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his, his life, his death, gives life meaning. And therefore, no matter what is happening, worldwide pandemic, deadly cancer, uh, an accident, your girlfriend breaks up with you, like whatever is happening right. to you. Correct. It, within that, hope can, can, be, can be found. Yes, indeed. And he, and he says, he's, he adds to that, he says, yeah. pursue. I, I think this is what, what we often do is we wallow. We like, like pigs in mud, we just wallow in this mess. Like the, um, the prodigal son, there he was wallowing in the mess, and there is a movement of hope in him. Truth, love, and goodness. Yep. He says, I'll My return. father treats slaves better than me. So there's truth that I can go back to him. Love. There's goodness. There's something more beautiful outside of me. And so Pope Benedict says, then we have to pursue truth, goodness, and love. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta eventually get the car out of the garage. Yeah. You gotta, so, you gotta go in that, in that you got, you're a pilgrim. You know, you're on, we're on a, we're on a journey. So I would ask people like just even, 
on other planets who are listening right now. Are um, are you, um, dear Martians, are you pursuing truth, goodness, and love? Or are you just sitting there in your space capsule saying, woe is me? It can also be to people who watch nonstop news all day. Yeah, and you're just who, kind of turned in on you're yourself. You're just turned in on yourself. Are we, per, are we pursuing truth, love, and goodness? Truth, which means there's only one truth, and it's, it, it has a name, and his name is Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. So are we pursuing the Lord? Are we like laying down our own path, our own, the own stones for the word of God just bit swooped up on? Am I pursuing love? I love that. I really enjoyed your little um, message the other day on social media. If you say, oh, this person deserves that. Well, there's time for confessions on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, are we? People are like happy the governor got COVID. Like, yeah. Are seriously, we, people? Yeah. That's super hopeful. I yeah. mean, you could disagree with the, you know, but like, come on. Yeah. Can we be uh, charitable? Are, are, we, are we pursuing goodness? And then he says, if we're not doing this, then I love this line. He says, then we drift into a life of emptiness. If you're experiencing emptiness right now, if you're like, I can't find anything good, it's because we're pursuing the crap. We're pursuing this nonsense and junk that is neither true nor lovely nor good. And therefore we drift in this life of emptiness. And he wraps it up with saying, in which there may be almost no pain. Like those things don't experience pain. Yeah, we're, our eyes, our eyes are off, are off the prize. Pope Francis yeah. calls it navel gazing. Like uh-huh. we look, we're looking at ourselves. We become, we become selfish. Can I read this last, the last line? Okay, go ahead. Of eighteen eighteen. Yeah. Of the Catechism. It'll go go. So it says, it says, buoyed up by hope. So just that, you know, think of yourself in water, floating in water, but you're sinking. Yes. Hope allows you to, to, to be buoyed, buoyed up by hope. He is preserved from selfishness and led to the happiness that flows from charity. So hope, when you have hope, you're you're out you're gonna be outward looking. I'm not drowning. Yes. That's a, I love that. A buoy. Uh, we were at the lake a couple weeks ago, and there's that buoy just floating up there. A buoy doesn't drown. Right. It stays it stays afloat. It's and, and what does it do? What uh, like a buoy then just like guide you. It's like you stay on this side of the water. This is dangerous. Yep. These this is a shallow cove. Slow down. No, no wake zone here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the buoy then oh. he is preserved from selfishness and led to happiness that flows from charity. Um, so you got there needs to be faith. That faith then leads to uh, hope in something greater, hope in, 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 in eternal happiness. And out of that, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me, comes the ability to be charitable, to love. And so the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. All there. And the greatest of these is love. So maybe, we, you know, why why'd we just do a whole episode on hope? Oh. Well, because I, I, because it, it's difficult to love if you're not hopeful. Yeah. And it's more than just optimism. Precisely. I think sometimes people are like, oh I'm, oh, I'm super hopeful. Like, I'm a glass half full kind of person. Uh, it, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's much more than that. That's like saying, oh, no, my life has total. I'm totally happy. I have ice cream. Like, <laughs> no, it, it's, te- it's temporary, right? It's not, it's not just being optimistic. It's living a life rooted in Jesus Christ that is constantly looking outward, upward and eternally right yeah catechism i'm gonna 
give you one more that's kind Ooh. of like hidden in there. Tell me. Sometimes the footnotes are really good. I, uh, I experienced on my 30-day silent retreat, you know, 30 days, no talking, just silence. I experienced this moment like where I realized I didn't have any hope. And so my spiritual director oh. told me, he said, I want you to go read about hope tonight. After the evening meditations, I want you to spend an hour in prayer praying about hope. And I said, uh, okay. And there was this line that says, if your hope is dwindling, if you're like sagging and depleted of hope, you seem to be sinking. That's not what the catechism said. I just added those. Like you seem to be sinking. The Our Father restores hope. Ooh. So if you're out there and you're like, I, I have no hope for no my words. nation, I have no hope for my jobs, I have no hope for my kids or future education or anything like that, I just want you to stop and pray the Our Father. I love Pray that. the Our Father and ask the good Holy Father to restore, reinvigorate, and then buoy up the hope so nice. you don't drown in the emptiness of our culture. So as we close, uh, a few resources for you. So the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph uh, 1817 through 1821. Uh, check out Romans 5. Check out Matthew chapter 5, Luke chapter 6, which are the Beatitudes. Yep. Uh, Space pray, Salvi. Pray the Our Father. Space Salvi uh, by uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, And also, well, there's another, uh, First Peter... Oh, Peter Kreeft. First, first, Peter, first Peter chapter 3, I think it Peter is. Peter Kreeft's got to give himself Anyway, be hopeful. Love the Lord Jesus. He loves you more than you could possibly wrap your tiny little head around. We're out of here. We're the pastors of pain. Peace. Have, have a great day. God bless.